Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw, and I'm joined today in studio. This is unusual as we live about six hours or so away, but I'm joined by, or is it joined with? I always get my prepositions wrong. But if I don't have Grammarly, I don't write anything. (laughs) I'm joined with Jim Quigley, the executive director of Freedom Farm Ministries. And you guys have the the women's program has a little different name, or is it part of Freedom Farm yet? Yeah, that's a little bit confusing. Uh, So Freedom Farm (laughs) Ministries is the umbrella program, and the women's section is called Carrie's Home. Carrie's Home. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So, yeah, so Jim is a busy, busy guy, but he's in northern Kentucky area this week for a couple of days, uh, and I'm so glad to have you here, Jim. It's good to be here. Yeah, normally we do this on the phone. I can't look at you. Uh, this will be interesting. We, we might You're always not... wanting in to call in CJ. And... <laughs> yeah, I want to add CJ to <laughs> Wait a second, wait a second. Can we just add CJ to the call, too? <laughs> we could just call him. <laughs> Well, I thought today's podcast, we'd really focus in on some current events, some things that we're seeing in the addiction world that uh, I'll, I'll kind of start off with, but Jim will add more meat to the bones mm-hmm. of, because you're in the day-to-day, in and out of a residential program, and really it's one of the best in the world. And I say that and people go, you know, wow, that's a, that's a big uh, high praise, but I'm telling you, it's the truth. I mean... The way you guys invest in the men and the women at Carrie's Home, uh, you guys are teaching them who Christ is, to have a relationship with Christ. There's nothing more important than that, and there's nothing more essential to overcoming addiction than having that relationship in in place. Don't you agree? Uh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 100%. Well, we're going to start with Scripture, and it's going to be—we're talking about current events— the scripture I want to start with is Revelation 19.11, which says, Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the word of God. And we'll we'll stop there, but the reason I'm reading this is this is the, the current event that matters the most to me is uh, the return of Christ. And uh, it's not yet in happen, depending on your eschatology. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that, yeah. but uh, there's enough controversy with addiction. We'll just stay with our, our controversial addiction stuff. But I just think about the return of Christ and how that's the current event that I'm looking forward to. And uh, in the meantime, we have all these news stories and all this. And I had somebody tell me, actually two people tell me, that they were drawing a government check and were out using, spending all the money they got every week for unemployment. Uh, they, they got their stimulus checks. They got uh, government monies. And they said it just kept them Using drugs, you know, it, it funded their, their drug habit. So I was going to ask you, Jim, have you seen that kind of trend at Freedom Farm in what you're doing? Like, 
people just not seeking help because right now they've got unlimited bankroll to to spend on drugs. At least that's how they kind of perceive it. And I had two people tell me that. Yeah, so um, it has been a, a, a very interesting topic um, to think about for a while because um, we we have seen a decline in um, in our our census. So the the guests uh, at our program have been slowly declining um, over the p- pandemic. And it and at first when the when the pandemic first started, um, so we were considered essential in our state. So we didn't have to. Um, closed down. We we had very little issues when it came to um, infection. Um, we had a couple asymptomatic guys, and um, you know by that time we were able to get people tested pretty pretty quickly by you know going to CVS, and so we were able to manage it. And because people were constantly asking, like you know how's how's this affecting the ministry? How's it affecting the ministry? And and I was happy to report that it really wasn't affecting us that that bad, and it went on like that for some time. You know, mm-hmm. We actually kind of stayed far as guest wise. Uh, um, we 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 stayed um, pretty much in numbers, but um, we actually kind of slowed down a little bit because other things shut, like uh, uh, our church went online, and um, you know uh, things slowed down a little bit, but. Uh, um, you know, uh, our, our people didn't. Um, right. But uh, as time went on and CARES Act uh, was was passed and, and things like that, um, we did start to see a decline and we started to to wonder what in the world's going on. And uh, it wasn't till recently where I really started to, well, it's been over the last few months, really start to have conversations with other people in the industry and uh started to realize this is this is actually a not a freedom farm uh issue this is mm-hmm. an issue um across the board with many 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 programs um the their numbers are going significantly down and uh we start to ask questions why you know why why is that why is that going on and it's not really easy i mean not really hard to start connecting some of those dots you know mm-hmm. um so what a lot of people focused on when it comes to getting money from the government was the stimulus checks, right? So a lot of people were given these relief checks. Um, I, I received stimulus uh, money, um, uh, and uh, we, were, we were glad to receive it. Um, and a lot of people were like, well, that just possibly couldn't uh, <laughs> keep somebody. And that was a conversation for a while. That if you have a, a healthy um Drug habits, you know, that's, those stimulus checks are <laughs> yeah. not going to go very far. No. So, you know, so how could those be um, a source of, you know, this downturn? And when I say downturn, so we're we're normally for the men men side, we're we're normally you know twenty five. That's about a healthy number for us. You know, we have gone up um, over that, but twenty five is a pretty healthy healthy number for us. So, you know, we went down to about 10, 15 people. You know, mm. so, um, hmm. which, you know, uh, you know, it's, it, it's Boy, pretty significant signif- for us. It is. Yeah. So, um, uh, and, uh, the women's program is kind of came about, um, uh, as being coming part of Freedom Farm during, uh, the beginning of the, of the pandemic. And our problem there has been, um, actually getting females, um, just to, just to come in. 
Uh, we've had a few here and there, but we haven't had uh, you know large numbers or anything like that. And you and I both know the concerning thing about it is it's not because there isn't people out there that uh, we didn't have a, a sudden we didn't have a sudden um, uh, 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 a surge of people just getting sober and healthy. I mean, I, actually, I think it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, and really, when we start talking about this this topic, uh, the implications of what's probably going on. Um, what people aren't really aware of is uh, is is probably pretty depressing for the upcoming future. So um, I'm rambling a little bit, but uh, what is going on is that the CARES Act made it um, easy for people to get on unemployment benefits. Mm -hmm. So unemployment benefits are obviously something that's helped out a lot of people. And I'm not trying to get into a big controversy. This is just the problem with you know, emergency funding, um, you know, you can't, you can't, when you're trying to get money out to people as fast as possible, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're not going to put a lot of roadblocks in for people to access that money. Mm -hmm. And you, you make it easy for somebody with a drug habit to access free money, basically, well, that's a bad word, right? It's not free. Free money. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We, I shouldn't say that. Free money. Uh, we paid taxes. Yeah, it's yeah. not free money. Um, but uh, you make it make it easy for people um, to access that money, yeah. um, and they're going to access it. And that that has been what's going on. And you know, obviously, I don't I don't think anybody has any um, uh, anything beyond uh, um, evidence of talking to other people in the industry, but. I think you know uh, as far as far as that goes. I mean, we, there hasn't been any studies about this or anything. There's mm -hmm. not any statistics to point to. So, obviously, um, this is uh, this is uh, kind of an opinion in, in a way, but also I can back it up with anecdotal stories. And basically, I'll give you two um, uh, beyond Freedom Farm. Uh, I I give you two. One of them has a little bit to do addiction, but I found out in a different context proving this point, um, and another one that was completely due um, to a um, homelessness uh, ministry that I just mm. recently spoke to. But um, I have a friend, uh, he and his wife were, uh, they're foster, foster parents, and they had uh, a brother and a sister that came from um, mm. parents, uh, a mother that had already given up her rights um, because of her substance abuse, um, causing, you know, the kids to be taken away, you know, yeah. I mean, you start talking about this, this is, this is, uh, you want to talk about the next epidemic for our country, um, kids growing up without parents, there, there are thousands of them, thousands mm -hmm. of them, it breaks my heart to think about it, but, you know, friends like, uh, um, that I have that are stepping up to the plate to take these children in and give them a good home, um, uh, these friends already have three daughters, and so mm. they're taking on two two more kids. That's sweet. And yeah, and it, it is sweet and it's great. But um, they've been in this process for two and a half years, and what's been what's been um, causing the process to go on and on? One was the pandemic, and that thing back that backed everything up. And I was just having breakfast with this guy the other day. Interestingly enough, nothing to do about uh, about uh, he wanted to know how to minister to addicts better, not yeah. coming from the background. We were just having breakfast about that. And I asked him how his adoption was going because I know that the that that's the path they were on, foster care to adopt these children. He said, you know, we were on this 
we were on this trajectory and things were going very smoothly. And he goes, and then, you know what? The, the dad who bless his heart, you know, he, nobody wants to lose their children. Right. Right. And so he understands that fight and he's, he doesn't keep these children from seeing their dad or, or anything like that. You know, it's like, you can imagine how difficult it is to navigate. But he said, um, the guy had all these benchmarks that he had to, had to meet in order to, to be able to um, get his children back. And he just had no way of meeting them. And then suddenly he started being able to meet them. And the, the court system couldn't figure out, like, what is going on? Um, because he wasn't even working. And turns out that he signed up and got on unemployment benefits. And he started making, <laughs> he started, you know, getting kind of responsible with the with the money to the degree where he got his license back and he, he paid some fines off. And so basically he was getting this unemployment money and then he was able to pay the legal uh, fees and system that was keeping him, all the benchmarks keeping him from being able to get his children back. Right. He said that went on for some time. Um, but then the, uh, the, the access to the money took over and the, the, the young man unfortunately went, went back to uh, spending more of it on substance abuse. Anyway, so uh, I, I, you know, that led into this conversation that you and I are having right now. That yeah, um, we're experiencing the exact same thing. I said, you know, I, I believe that our numbers are down because what do you if you are getting guaranteed money? You know, I don't know how unemployment comes if it comes weekly or biweekly or monthly, but if you're getting regular checks that are keeping you, um, uh. Uh, in you know your active drug of, drug of choice or whatever you know I mean you're you're, you're not going to go to rehab you know nobody's going to go to treatment nobody um, nobody's going no to motivation no motivation to it so anyway uh, the other the other story was I uh, I spoke to a gentleman the other day that um, that serves at a um, a rescue mission you know, for the audience says rescue missions usually describe homeless shelters you know. Um, um, so people home, homeless, they feed them, house them, shelter them, you know, try to, try to, try to help out with the people of the homelessness community. Um, so hundred year old, um, ministry been around mm. for a hundred years. They have, they have, um, uh, they have room for typically a hundred men. And I, I forget the number for, for the women. It wasn't, it wasn't that many, but it was close to that number. But uh, yeah, I was talking to him because he was uh, wanting to get a little bit more involved in um, in serving people in more of a program sense. Like, want to instead of just housing and giving them food and shelter, we really wanted to kind of pro provide a program. So he was getting some some um, uh, information for me about how we do things at Freedom Farm, and I just happened to ask him, you know, how's your census been during this pandemic? And he said, you know what. It's the lowest we I've ever seen it. He said mm -hmm. uh, we currently had. He said he currently had 20, 20 men there, mm. and the women was about the same exact thing. They had gone down so drastically, and I asked him why do you think that is, and he said, "Well, all these guys got on unemployment assistance, mm. and uh, they're renting hotel rooms, you know, cheap hotel rooms for weeks at a time, and cheap." Uh, and yeah, he said. They have access to this money, so they're they're spending it um, that way to be a little bit more comfortable in a hotel room instead of a homeless shelter. 
And uh, obviously the privacy that's provided from being able to be in a hotel room or whatever uh, allows them to use their excess on primarily substance abuse. Yeah, it kind of gives them a base, like something to just kind of build on. You mm -hmm. know, like I've got this unemployment money, whatever the amount is, coming in regularly, and then I can do my other stuff, ripping and running and dealing or trading or, you know, however they support their habit. And uh, without the, the dire, you know, uh, I know this other government money's coming. And, and we're not making commentary on the government. We understand the, uh, the ideas behind this are to help and so forth. We just know the wickedness of the human heart. I mean, we know how people take things and abuse them, misuse them, mm. which is why we're in this, in this whole battle is we're really about the gospel uh, it's not really about addiction. I mean, addiction's part of it. It's what we do. But we're really about seeing people's hearts come to a place of brokenness and repentance. And so it's hard to come to a place of brokenness when you have financial backing, whether it's the government or an enabling family member or a really good job that you're maintaining while you're continuing your drug addiction and your usage. Uh, God brings people to a place of lowliness, of brokenness, so that they can repent and then look to him, look to heaven, to uh, begin a new life and a new life in Christ. That's that's really what our message is all about. So, yeah, it's it's sad what the human heart does with things like this that are good, government, you know, supporting, help, helping people. I mean, I'm not totally there in my um, political philosophy right. of just handouts. But I do think like there, you know, the church should be helping people and, and doing that. But, you know, the church doesn't have unlimited funds just to help everybody. And so I appreciate some of the governmental agencies that are in place to try to help people who, who need a hand uh, up, not a hand out. So I'm not bashing that. I want to make sure we're clear on that, but I'm, I really believe God uses the dire circumstances in our lives to get our attention if we let it. Some some people never repent. Yeah, I mean, and like you, uh, we can get into a giant political debate about, you know, the effectiveness of, of you know, giving money out and all that, and that's not what the purpose is. I, I, I truly want people to hear that I believe that it was well-intentioned to give people, and I believe there's probably lots of people that were helped. Uh, very helped out. I actually, mm -hmm. um what um, what uh, spawned me talking about this to a greater degree recently was that um, so what what people may not know is that so state state unemployment was was made easy to get to but then the federal government mm. kicked in a subsidy on top of that so like mm -hmm. I think I we we tried to I didn't look it up but it's like I think it's like three hundred I think it was six hundred dollars on top mm -hmm. of whatever you got and then they reduced it down to three hundred so. So basically, if you got five hundred dollars a week from the state unemployment, you got an extra three hundred dollars on top of that. Wow! Um, from the government, yeah, uh, from the federal government, something and, along those lines. I just know that the way it's been described to me, like this gentleman that has is going through the adoption, um, this young man that uh, was getting money, 
reported that he was making the most money he had ever made before mm. ever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, w these are all the unintended consequences from doing this is this, yeah, this, it. this environment that is created for, um, for, uh, people that are struggling with substance abuse, you basically are giving them money, right? Yeah. And there's no real checks and balances on that money going mm -hmm. to them. Then you have, uh, uh, um, then you have, uh, um, these bonus checks that come in form of stimulus checks. So, mm -hmm. so, uh, they're get, they're getting that money too. And so unfortunately, well-intentioned, uh, they don't realize that, uh, this is one of those consequences that, that are happening. But what that has to say with the future is there, the, the article I read recently is they're, they're starting to cut that stuff off. So, um, I believe the federal, portion of the unemployment is coming to an end if it hasn't already yeah i haven't really been following politics very much i just read Good a for brief brief article <laughs> and it was saying families are, are concerned about they're losing their their federal portion but um you know i i talk to employers at my church all the time and they said look it we're literally in, su in such desperate need of people to come back to work that as long as you have a pulse, I'll give you a job, you know, mm. like a guy literally uh, that just said it to me last Sunday and he does works for a major road company. They do, they do road work, put on, you know, highways and, you know, anyway, um, you know, he's big superintendent and he's like, we need people that bad. Mm. Like if you have people that have a pulse, mm -hmm. please send them my way. Wow. I need them. I need to work them. I mean, that's so a lot of people don't want to go back to work because they'd actually start losing money. <laughs> so that's uh yeah, I don't think they meant that. Right. No. I don't think they meant for that happen to happen, but, um, but that's what's happened to, yep. you know, this, this reminds me of, of, uh, of Timothy six, uh, six, 10, right. Uh, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And, uh, you know, that's the problem. You know, people, people don't want to stop taking the money because, and go and start working their job, you know, because they'd rather not work and just collect the money, you know? Uh, yeah. So, ah, man. well, yeah, yeah, that, those are all good points. This is a, probably a sensitive subject for some. I know some who've lost jobs and are thankful for unemployment, and I'm grateful for those people who, you know, used it properly. Sure. And uh, But our concern is what we see is just, you know, the enabling of continued sin and substance abuse. And, and, uh, and it's affecting programs. I mean, your program, if you've lost 10 people you know on average and you have about 15 of the 25 that you normally average that's 40 percent uh loss for you guys in terms of reaching them with the hope of the gospel sure. you know uh forget about financial things like those are souls that you could help and it sounds like a small thing but man you see 10 additional people repent and turn to christ uh, that that's worth celebrating and that'll have a ripple effect impact you know in the kingdom of of uh of our god so anyway grateful for you and what you're doing just wanted to talk about this particular current event this trend on today's podcast thanks for joining us tune in next time take care and god bless <laughs>